The Pickup Show. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's good? Hey, ready to get this? I'm ready, man. It's been a minute. It's been, it I just thought it's been just like the draft lottery. Uh, Basically, the NBA season's already over and we're going to record once the season's done. Typical of like, <laughs> look, at, ah! look at us. Look at, look at us, man. Well, let's get right into it, man. So today we're going to, we have some quick topics and then uh, this is always my favorite time of the year, the NBA draft, draft lottery. Honestly, if there's another podcast that's not doing a full top-down analysis on drafts, I can't take them seriously, man. I can't. Hey, yep. I, I just no can't. There's no off And it's just like what I hate about some uh, podcasts that I listen to is like they only like do, oh, let's look at like the first five guys. And then yeah. like because of those first five guys, they're like, oh, this draft is weak. And I'm just like, bro, like. I will take you seriously once you do like a whole top-down analysis. Yo, I got so a that, perfect transition for what you right, just said, but but you let's finish. Talk you about finish. It. No, no, let's talk about it. talk it. I mean, you want to talk about you know how uh, they want to mainly focus on the top five guys. Look at who just won the championship this last year. He wasn't a top five pick. I'm talking about nope. Giannis. Nope. I think the best draft pick in that team was maybe Burke Lopez. I think he was he was a top ten pick. Yeah. But uh, Drew Holiday, yeah, Drew Holiday was like twenty something. I think Chris Middleton was second round. Might have been, you know. But yeah, like there's this podcast. I'm not naming names, but they're like the only like they do like fucking pretend like off season stuff. Like they're all pretend their teams. I'm like, dude, just look at who the fuck's next in line. Like, I don't know. That's just me though. I'm just you saying how I feel. Keeping your eyes on the future of the exactly. game, essentially. Exactly. Now, going into the future, let's talk about the future. Uh, not even the future. That was a bad segment. Segue. But anyways, let's go. First topic, Drew Holiday wins a championship first year out of NOLA. AD wins the first his ring first year out of NOLA. George, talk to me. Thoughts, concerns. I don't know. Just this with everything that's been going on in NOLA, um, they got a solid young core there. Uh, as it stands right now, they're you know they're probably going to lose Lonzo and Zion doesn't want to be there apparently according to his family. It's just starting to look like one of those snake bitten franchises, and you never want to become that, or you never want to even you know have that mentality or that culture come into your franchise because it's really hard to break. You see it in fran- all, like a bunch of franchises across a bunch of different sports. Um, and it just looks like, you know, Nola might be start becoming that next uh, incompetent franchise that just can't seem to get the right move at the right time. And they're just going to look back and be like, damn, we had a lot of these guys and these dudes are finding success elsewhere. So they got to start looking, you know, at themselves now that it's starting oh. to become a little bit obvious before they kind of get buried in their own shit. Mm. You know what? I. I don't think it's that bad for Nola. I mean, I know people are playing it up, but like, look, AD, where did AD go? To the Lakers. Okay. Where did Drew Holiday go? Milwaukee. Both championship ready teams. Yes. Like, or, you know, they're fighting for a champ. So to me, it's like, 
It's not like he went to uh, the fucking... It's not like they went to the Charlotte Hornets and won. You know what I'm saying? Or Washington Wizards. Like, they went to championship-ready teams. Yeah. They went to a Giannis. They went to LeBron, you know. Also, like, Giannis, you know, I got I got to make an apology to Giannis. I've said <laughs> probably, like, two or three times I will take Ben Simmons over Giannis. And you know what? I looked... I looked past the most important thing about um, growth, and that's wanting to fucking grow. You've yeah, seen Giannis grow time after time and work ethic. Thank you. And you've seen the work ethic just from Giannis just fucking amazing, bro. Since he's been in the league to now, Ben Simmons, I feel like you've said this, he's looked the same since he's since his rookie year. And not only yeah. that, he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so I apologize to Giannis. I'm actually really happy for Giannis, especially game seven, 50 points or close yeah. to it. Fucking yeah. dominant. Jesus That's Christ. how you make a statement. That's yeah. how you make a statement right there. Yeah. So shout out to Giannis. But um, I, I don't think it's that bad for New Orleans. I think what's bad for New Orleans is the whole Zion thing, which is having me kind of question Zion a little bit. No. You think but, of me, but that's the thing. I mean, yes, we could question Zion, but much like, no, I just want to get you know this out there. I'm not comparing to Kawhi. Much like Kawhi, they seem like very quiet dudes where their family does most of the talking. So it's very difficult, and it sucks that you know they they suffer the the burden of a lot of the criticism. But I really think it's just a lot of chatter from his family, you know. Um, so hopefully that is the case, but like if we see Zion leave after a couple years, and and he wins something, then at that point we can probably start questioning New Orleans as a as a franchise at that point. Uh huh. No, I get it. I just don't like it, but it is what it is, man. So let's go to the and, next topic. Oh, or just you want to add anything? Thing. Yeah, definitely. And, and I just want to add one thing, because I know you said that they went to championship-ready teams. Yes, they went to championship-ready teams, but these were also teams that were having a hard time getting over the hump. Before the Lakers got LeBron and AD, I know it's 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 a big uh, – I'm saying, like, it's, oh, it's just LeBron and AD. No, it was a big deal. But, you know, you had all the years that came uh, before that with the Lakers. Um, just with LeBron, the Lakers missed the playoffs. So AD really was that piece that got them over the hump. And mm-hmm. – I would say the same thing for, for Drew Holiday. I mean, we saw Milwaukee going, you know, top team in the East, eliminating the second round, eliminating the Eastern Conference final, just couldn't get over the hump. And there is no denying that Drew's presence on that team um, mm-hmm. e- was easily a huge influence and a huge factor in what put Milwaukee over the hump and finally got them that, what, first championship in 50 years? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not putting – I'm not saying that they're, you know – they did put them over the hump. I'm not saying yeah. like they were basically trash or anything. Cause I, so I just feel like, Drew. you know, you had those two guys in New Orleans and you couldn't crack the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, we can from. go, we can go to injuries. Cause you know, your boy AD is injury prone. Drew is, isn't as injury prone. Exactly. He isn't as injury prone, but he gets injured a few times. And also he took some time away uh, yes. With his wife, who was battling yes. something, you know. Thank God she's she's okay now. You know, that's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say. But there is some stuff. But I agree. Like with Drew, AD together, they should have done something. You know, 
maybe it's kind of AD's fault because he didn't want to play center. But that's Ooh. neither here nor there. I don't want to get into it because I feel like that would have been a lot better if he played center. I feel like that would still be a lot better, even when he's with the Lakers, too. I agree. I agree. So let's go from one center or who should be center to another. DeAndre Aiden and the Suns. George, will the Suns make the finals again, or was this luck? Ah, uh, see, that's that's tough. I okay, just simply put, no, I don't think they're back in the finals. Um, was it luck? It, it's hard to say it was luck because you know this is a team that went eight and zero last year in the flashes of it. They have you know really really good young talent. They added a piece like Chris Paul, who we'll see if he comes back next season. Um. It's just hard not to say that they had a little bit of luck along the way. Um, and especially just after hearing you talk about it, seeing it everywhere. There were really just a lot of injuries and significant injuries to significant players against teams that they played along the way. Um, you got AD going down when they played the Lakers. Um, I forgot who they played in the second round. I believe was I think it, Denver. Uh, was Denver. It? Okay, so. So they Jamal play a team with no Jamal Murray. They get to the Clippers, and you find out Kawhi has a partially torn ACL. Um, once they got to Milwaukee, they, I believe they had that 2-1 lead at, at one point. But Milwaukee, Yeah, oh, sorry, 2-0. But Milwaukee was just – they were able to stay healthy. Their, their, their key players were able to stay healthy, and we saw what, what happened to the Suns when they took on a, on, on a healthy team. Um mm-hmm. So do I see them making it back to the finals next year or even in the next couple of years? Honestly, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to discredit anything that they did this year because they had a phenomenal season. But there was a little bit of luck involved. I have to I have to say that. I mean, they played who was in front of them. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if we're saying this was luck, the Warriors' first NBA championship was luck. You know what I'm saying? Mike Conley got hurt, I think. Chris Paul got hurt also, and some other guys who they played against got hurt. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love got hurt. Like, there was a lot of guys that got hurt. So if we're saying this was luck, this should be compared to the Warriors' first championship. Was that team good? Hell yeah. But there Haven't were a lot of injuries. We've said that before. Yeah. We've, been, <laughs> we've been the only people to say that. And even, like, for example, sadly, I hate to bring this up, but, like, Look at the Lakers. Like, they played a banged-up Miami Heat team last oh, year. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Was it luck? I'm not going to call it luck. It is what it is. Um, did someone get hurt when they played Denver in the Western Conference Finals? I'm trying to remember. But anyways, I think Jamal might have already had a turned ankle. Uh, or just, or just pure exhaustion because that dude was averaging a shit ton of minutes. Exactly. But, like, you know, it's – you play who you're in front of, and that's what I've been trying to see it as. But mm-hmm. do I see him going to the finals? It's going to be very tough. Well, especially out that, west. Especially out west. And, you know, Memphis has gotten better. Hopefully, New Orleans has gotten better. Denver is going to take a little step back because Jamal Murray obviously isn't there and probably won't mm-hmm. be there. But there's still players, you know. And who knows? Kawhi's not even going to be there. Actually, he's missing probably a whole season. So, so I don't, honestly, who really knows? Yeah, because I don't completely, know who the Lakers are bringing. Completely overlooked Utah, huh? Utah, Utah, <laughs> Utah. I'm hearing Utah's trying to trade uh, Bodon and Joe Ingles. I don't know why, but for what? 
I don't know. I think to like sign, resign Mike Conley. But hmm. it's like you—you you never know who's. I don't know. I think they have a chance if Chris Paul stays, because they're probably one of the most injury-free team that I've seen. If Utah they stay yeah. injury-free. No, Utah and Phoenix. Sorry, Phoenix. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? You know, who knows? I like. I think they'll make the playoffs still. Probably second round. I see them. Finals. I don't know. It depends on injuries. Yeah, finals. It's Depending just fans. again. I I just see it. I see them in the playoffs. I just don't know if I see them back in the finals again. Mm-hmm. This another year older, Chris Paul. I mean, who yeah. knows? If he's if he's there, if yeah. he's there, that's the biggest and, if uh, Phoenix has coming up right now. And what I like about this teams, these two teams, is they were very small market teams. So yeah. George, let me ask you a question. Was this a win for the NBA, or how significant was this that two small market teams were in the finals? Oh, this was huge. This was huge. Um, first of all, um, the game is a lot more global now, so whether it's a small market or uh, you know a big market team, people are going to watch, I feel. Yeah. Um, and just seeing a team like Milwaukee or Phoenix having the opportunity to win, uh, you got a team that I believe hasn't really won in the modern NBA, and you got another one who hasn't won in 50 years. The biggest, like, um, I guess, factor that happened is Giannis choosing to stay in Milwaukee, basically saying, I could join a bigger market, make more money, do all this stuff. And he chose to stay in the small market of Milwaukee, and mm-hmm. it paid off for him. And you don't see that happen a whole lot. Hopefully this becomes a recurring trend in the NBA so that we can get a more balanced uh, playing field uh, across mm-hmm. the board. Um. But yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, small market teams being more competitive in a different way, though. I think whereas you got these big markets signing like big name free agents to mm-hmm. long term contracts to establish super teams for the next four to five years. I think we're going to see small market teams. Um, if you see a small market team hit on a player in the draft, they're going to try and swing like big trades, possibly give up draft capital in order to build a super team, even if it's just for one season to win a championship. And that's mm-hmm. going to make things a little bit more competitive. I know people say like, Oh, Giannis said that he could have joined a super team. Hate to burst your bubble. Milwaukee was a super team. You know, I understand that they're not high market, like, uh, you know, big name players, but you got a team with Middleton, Giannis, Drew, uh, Lopez. I'm not saying Lopez is part of, a, of like of a super team, but that's a pretty damn good role player to have as your big having a stretch five like that. Um, so I just think it's very significant, and, and they, they're kind of laying down the blueprint on how a small market team can compete with these big market teams and still win championships. So uh, hopefully Portland can see this and see what they can do to help out Dame uh, before he moves out because uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to do what the Bucks did as well with a player like Damian Lillard. You just got to get the right pieces around him. If the CJ experiment hasn't worked, it's time to move on. Did you really call Milwaukee a super team? I think so. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, how many all-NBAs does Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday have? Okay. Can, can we agree that a lot of those things get set up by name recognition? So once you fall into that category, once you kind of continue doing it over and over and over, a lot of those okay. awards are popularity contests. And name okay. note and uh, name notoriety. Okay, 
I would say because they was no all NBAs and they haven't been to a lot of All Star games either combined. They're not a super team, but they are a really damn good team. Really damn good team. I'm gonna say that. But I agree with everything you just said, minus the super team. They're a super team for a small team. market. <laughs> oh my god. There we All go. Right. I'm, gonna get on, I'm gonna get on my skip Bayless vibes. <laughs> super team for small market. There you go. It's my um, turn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, talking about Damian Lillard, how he can't win in Portland. Let's talk about him not winning the in the Olympics now. Yo, so yes. I guess it doesn't matter who's around him, he just can't win. And I like Damian. But me too. You know, and that was no shot. I mean, that was kind of like a little shot, but I like Damian Lilly. But, okay, so the Olympics, they lost to France, lost to Nigeria. They're just losing. Mm. So is this the end of the U.S. dominance in the Olympics? Yes. Yes. Mm. Um, are we going to see the U.S. come back in the next Olympics with, like, a fury? We probably will because it's it, let's, just, let's just be honest here. This isn't the U.S.'s, like, best squad. Um mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys who can make this team a lot better who aren't playing in the NBA. I'm, mm-hmm. st- I'm sorry, who uh, who aren't playing for the Olympic team. Um, and two of them are in LA. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> three. <laughs> Maybe as four. If he like, wasn't hurt. <laughs> I could see. I could see US not being as dominant. Are they still going to be, you know, hunting for gold medals and finishing in in, in the top teams? Yeah. Um. As far as it being, hey, all we got to do is show up, play basketball, and we come away with the gold, I think those days are done. Mm-hmm. So as far as, like, being dominant to the extent where it's like, yeah, we're just going to show up and win, that's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as them being, you know, placing, whether it be gold, silver, bronze, we're going to see a lot of that. But I think that we're going to see a lot of European teams start to uh, finish closer to the top as well. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting, and I, I think another big thing that you brought up about this uh, basketball team—it's not so much also the players—is the coaching to question as well. Um, uh-huh. I know you you brought up some of the players aren't too happy with Pop, and I know you've mentioned that maybe Pop's time as far as being this perennial head coach is kind of over. Happens to everyone. The game outgrows everybody, uh-huh. um, and I think it's maybe just time for a fresh face at U.S. Olympic basketball. Um, and I think the biggest thing that we've seen is that these other countries play as a team. And uh-huh. These are just big names being put together a week or two before the Olympics, maybe like a month at most, trying uh-huh. to establish chemistry. Uh, when you got players in the NBA who just can take as many shots as they want sometimes, just simply because they're the only guy on that team that can take a shot. Um, and you got teams like, France, for example, they play like a team. You got teams like Australia is a big one. Um, I know Nigeria surprised the U.S. this year. Um, yeah, man, as far as them being dominant, I think that's kind of done. I think that uh-huh. it's kind of over for them. And it's, it's like Kobe said in that one video, I, I believe I saw it yesterday when they were in the FIBA, you know, U.S. don't get comfortable. Unfortunately, I think they got comfortable, and now they're starting to see like, hey, hey we actually got to start working yeah, I, I agree. They got really comfortable. But like you said, this isn't the best Olympic team that we've seen. This isn't the dream team. This ain't the dream team. This ain't the redeemed team in 2008. This ain't 2012 team. I don't even know who was in the 2016 team. 
But this team definitely isn't that team. You know, you have four guys in L.A., one that's hurt, but that easily should have been in the Olympics. I know you hate him, but James Harden isn't there. You have probably five of the top ten guys in the NBA that aren't playing. I don't know how free throws help, but whatever. (laughs) But I think this isn't the best team. And also, I think this also shows how none of these guys are leaders. No. And I it, it's crazy to think about. Actually, you have like maybe five guys in California cuz Steph Curry's not even playing. No, you're right. You, and you realize like fuck, these fuckers really need a leader. Like I love Dame. He's not a leader. I love KD. He's not a leader. Look, well, KD we already he's not knew. Not a leader. Yeah. KD we knew, but just look Phoenix Suns got Chris Paul. They made it to the finals. Why is that? Chris Paul's a leader. Paul's a leader. Mm-hmm. LeBron, he's a leader. KD went to Steph Curry, and he won two rings. Yep. There's no and leaders on this team. Let's not overlook what Curry did this year in the NBA, too, by him by his lonesome. That's a leader as well. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Like, there's no leaders. And I am, honestly, I'm going to be 100 with you. I love Dame. I love Dame. You know I've been a Dame fan for a while. Since day one. Day one. But I'm really disappointed in him. I'm very disappointed in him. I thought the Olympics would help him. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like, you know what? I got guys here that can hoop. Like, I know they were missing Drew Holiday. I know they were missing Chris Middleton. I know they were missing Booker. But, hey, I got guys that can hoop here. Let's rock this shit. Yeah. And I was so far from that. Like, yes, like you don't have those three, but you still got Kevin Durant. You still got Jason Tatum. You still got Bradley Beal. You still had Zach Levine. Like, they still had Hoopers. I don't know why the fuck Kevin Love was on this team. Oh, that's I don't know question. why. I was, ne- I was not a fan of that one, but they still had Hoopers. Yeah. And to lose – to all these teams, it's like, what the fuck? Like, not only that, but they look, like, spoiled as hell for not getting calls. And I no, blame he... the NBA on that. Yeah. I blame the NBA. This is your fault, NBA, for those fucking ticky-tack fouls, those James Harden fouls that he got away with, that George always says, and Trey Young fouls that he got away with. Now they want to review it after either, this though. season. Yeah, and Trey's not even on the team. Like Kevin Love was. Kevin Love was some fucking bullshit. John Morant yeah. wasn't on the team. Exactly. Fucking, oh, man. Do you think that, you know, part of the reason why they're not on the team or, well, not so much them, but why the team's not doing so well, maybe just that pride of winning Olympic gold is maybe overrated? Mm-hmm. Well, what's, Probably, what's your thought on that? I just don't think that these players care too much for Olympic gold. You know, a lot of these guys growing up playing in AAU, it's about winning that NBA championship, not winning mm-hmm. Olympic gold. I just don't think there's a whole lot of pride behind the, uh, you know, country pride anymore. Sadly, for with- for certain NBA players, I could see that. Yeah. But I think that's why you got to choose the right guys. Like, mm-hmm. I really did think Damian Lillard going into this, he would be, like, happy or, like, wanting to win since he hasn't won. Bradley Beal, mm-hmm. same thing. Zach Levine, same thing. Bam Adebayo, same thing. But, like, I don't know. 
Like it's funny. K- KD's already won this. Like he don't have yes. to do it. And, and that's what I find funny though is that when you look back at some of the teams that did really well, they didn't just have leaders as you mentioned, but a lot of those leaders had already won NBA championships. So this almost became one of those teams. It's like okay, I, I you know NBA championship check, Olympic gold medal. Okay, I gotta go get that. Yeah. Whereas for some of these guys, it's like NBA championship. Wait, I don't have it yet. You know, and then mm-hmm. it's. Oh, you know, gold medal? Why the fuck do I want that right now? You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm I want to win a championship. So I don't yeah. know if that there might be a little bit of an issue there as well. I don't know. And I know the coach isn't a thing. I mean, I'm not a fan of like you said. Um you got to as a coach, you got to run a system that fits your players. Yep. And I don't know why Pop can't figure it out. But I'm sure I can. You know, and that's probably that's probably why um, I forgot his name. San Antonio Spurs. Patty Mills is able to go off because he's like, "Oh wait, this is the same San Antonio system. I know the weaknesses of this system." Yeah, and and that, Pop is a whole nother thing, man. I feel like Pop holds guys back. Patty Mills always goes off during the Olympics, but for the Spurs, no, play your role, Patty. Patty Mills and out there. They have a Jordan. whole bunch. Yeah, they have a whole bunch of young players, and I'm like, San Antonio, I'm like, why aren't you letting them do their thing? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's me, though. We're going to see yeah. San Antonio kind of go down like the Chicago Bulls after, you know, a really, really good, successful franchise run. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was asking, do you think that's going to happen? I mean, whoever's their next coach, I really hope lets them just run it, bro. Just let them. What pick do they have this year? Uh, they are. Pick they, have? they are picking twelfth. There's still some. I mean, they could move up, but they got a lot of nice little guards. Oh, I mean, and also they brought up Keldon Johnson, who again I like him as a as a prospect. Like he's he's decent, but like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like Javale McGee, love Javale, but. What are you doing? Can't get Miles Turner on the phone. Dude, I hope he gets traded. But anyways, talking about traded, let's talk about the first, the first domino to hit. And it's a doozy. And it's a doozy. And it's actually two young teams that no one else has, but me and George have said that they're neck, neck, kind of neck and neck. Mm-hmm. With young talent, mm-hmm. and I've gone record say I think Memphis would be better, and I want to see them grow way more. So, which is kind of funny. No one else was saying that shit, but New Orleans and Memphis had a trade. Memphis gets Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, the tenth pick, fortieth pick, and the Lakers' 2012 first round pick, which is top protected. Top ten. 2022. Protected. Top ten protected pick. To- yeah, 2022. Thank you. Nola gets Jonas Valanciunas, 17th pick and 51st pick. George, what are your thoughts? Grizzlies won, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I think Steven Adams just uh, mental fits this Memphis team a, a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Bledsoe, from what I'm understanding, he he won't be there. Whether or not he gets bought out or traded, I, I don't know how that how they're going to work that out. Neither was Chris um, Paul in Oklahoma. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh no, you're good. You're good. 
they got the tenth pick, so they were able to move up seven whole spots. Um, mm-hmm. They were able to the, take their fifty-first pick and move that one up eleven spots. Um, and as as we've seen, you know, you can find some quality guys in the forties. I mean, just look at Jordan this year, last year's uh, sixth man of the year. I think he was a forty-six pick in Jordan Clarkson. Um, yes, so you can find quality depth at uh, in, in in the draft at that point. And, and in this, got, uh, yeah, yeah, and they got a, a future pick for next year that's top ten protected. Which you know, if, if the Lakers do well, you know, it, it should fall in the mid twenties as as we've discussed. Um, I don't, I don't know why the Pelicans did this. I, I, I know they get rid of Eric Bledsoe. I'm assuming it opened up cap room for them. Uh-huh. But they went from pick ten to pick seventeen and pick forty to pick fifty one, and they uh-huh. basically swapped Stephen Adams for Jonas Valanciunas. Um. The Pelicans took a step back, and the Grizzlies took a, a big step forward, and you know, hopefully taking that next step. But for me, Grizzlies won this trade. I I like Jonas. I like what Jonas did for Memphis, which is going to be kind of hard because he did also stretch out the floor. Yes, but Stephen Adams, shout out to Olin Smith, has been working on a shot with Olin Smith, Simp- Olin Simplest, not Smith. Sorry, Olin well, Simplis. I was about to say and, that. Wait, who's that? No, Olin Simplis. So, um, and Olin Simplis has been working with a lot of guys, and whatever guys he's working with have been doing good. So, mm-hmm. I, but I agree with you mentally, mentality wise, Stephen Adams does fit really well with Memphis. And I would like to see that. Uh, yeah. Who won? I think Memphis won, just like you. Because they get the 10th pick, too. And the 10th pick can be – they can get a player with that. So, even if they trade yep. Eric Bledsoe, they have Steven Adams, the 10th pick, and even the 40th pick. I like my odds. And mm-hmm. we have liked how Memphis has drafted. Yes. John Morant, Jaron yeah. Jackson, uh, Dylan Brooks. I think they got Desmond Bain, too. They did. Um, they didn't do that bad. Xavier Tillman. They got some players, you know. So, I like – I like this from Memphis. New Orleans, I really thought they could have used that 10th pick. Yeah. But um, it is what it is. But Jonas Valanciunas is, is no scrub. I, I know he can stretch the floor a bit, but I don't know what he's going to do with Zion. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like, how are you going to play together? But his this is his last year of his contract, so they're just trying to open up cap space for mm-hmm. possibly re-signing Lonzo, which I highly doubt. But I know they're really trying to go for Kyle Lowry. Don't ask me how I feel about that. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Uh, We can leave that one at that for sure. Yeah, man. So that is it. I really like this for Memphis because I think they're going to get a good player in the 10th pick. No, definitely. I know you mentioned that Jonas can uh, or Jonas can um, stretch the floor a bit. I think the reason why they might have been comfortable you know, moving on from him is that I think that they're banking on a healthy season from Jaron Jackson Jr. I really um, hope so. I think if they get a healthy season for him, he can pro- provide that floor spacing that that mm-hmm. that that Jonas would bring. All the while, Stephen Adams can just bang in the paint and do what he does. Yeah. So and Stephen Adams has been looking really thin, not thin, but he's yes. looking in shape. He yep. looks really good. So I'm I'm I was shocked. Now here, uh, do you have your computer on you? I do. Is there, is there, or use your phone for this? Is there any way 
Memphis can flip Eric Bledsoe to Oklahoma for Kemba Walker. Can you just tell me Kemba Walker's salary? You want me to check the trade machine or what? No, just I just want to see what Kemba is making. Because I think Eric Bledsoe is making like 15 to 18 mil for this year and next year. Ooh, I think Kemba Walker's contract is more than that. Uh-huh. I'll tell you right now. Here we go. Here we I just go. want to see how many years left. Kemba's got – well, he's in Oklahoma City now, but he's got this year and next year. And well, next, year, each. next year at 36 and 2022-2023 at 37. Nah, never mind. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Never mind. That's a little too expensive for me for fucking Kemba. Yeah. I think that's I like to give up that money. No, that was Boston's money. <laughs> but fuck, no, that's a lot, man. But all right, man. So let's get into this draft class. Ooh, before that, hold up. Oh, what's up? I, I got to get your opinion on something. Uh huh. This is a failed NBA trade. And I just want to know what your thoughts are on it. Like okay, failed, see. like on trade machine or what? No, no, no. This is actually a trade that was proposed to Detroit by Oklahoma City, and I believe Detroit turned it down. just want to get your opinion on it. Oklahoma City offered Detroit shy and the number six pick or the number one overall pick. It didn't go through. I believe Detroit turned down Oklahoma City. I would have turned that one down, too. And that's why. Uh, Shay, you're going to have to pay him soon. Okay. Uh, and the sixth pick, that's not enough. If you give me, like, Shay, Darius Baisley, if you give me a little more, I might say yes than just Shay, even though I really like Shay. Mm-hmm. But you're going to pay him probably in a year or two, next offseason or the following offseason, whereas you got the number one pick now, and you have him under rookie contract for, like, four years. Yeah, and another thing just came out today, too, is that Oklahoma City is making Shay – available the price is steep but he's available anybody come to mind wow i really can't believe that uh besides the lakers <laughs> because the lakers want everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, give, uh, 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 i'll give you kyle kuzma and kcp <laughs> that's what offering everybody kyle kuzma kcp in the and and our what, what are they picking our 22nd overall pick there you go yeah i would it would be interesting, and he's a hometown kid, Toronto. Mm. Toronto for the fourth pick, and I don't know, some guys, I guess. They just, just the paid, pick? They just paid Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet, and you know, Lowry's probably gone. Lowry's gone. I think Lowry's yeah. gone. So you got to think, but Shea and Fred Van Vliet, OG Anubi, Pascal, well, I don't know if Pascal's going to be there, but, you know. How would that's you a... feel about him? Because I, I like the way he's able to get players involved. And I feel uh-huh. like maybe New York? <sighs> no, but New York doesn't have anything to offer. Well, don't say R.J. Barrett. No, 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 I... no, no, no. <laughs> I like him in Toronto because Toronto has some assets they can give out and they have the fourth pick. Okay. So if Oklahoma can have the fourth and fifth pick, that would be interesting. But I would really like him in Toronto. That's me, though. Really? So, damn, that's crazy, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, I would have turned that down, too. And because... now. Sorry, yep. okay, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, and now, what the moment Daniel's been waiting for Christmas mm-hmm. morning. 
Yeah. Let's get into these NBA draft prospects. Let's get it. Do you want to name out the names and then I say if I like them or love them or hate them? Oh yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna see right here who Daniel absolutely loves, who he likes, who he feels maybe a little eh, about, and players that he just absolutely hates coming in. Yeah. So the first one we got coming in, and I hope these are in the same order still. We got Cade Cunningham. Thoughts on Love Cade him. Cunningham, Daniel. Love him. Love you, him. Gonna, you wanna Love you wanna him. elaborate why? He a lot of people aren't saying this, and I'm not sure why, but he plays really similar to Luka Doncic. Oh, he's a okay. he's a point forward. Shout out to Rashad Phillips. He's a point forward or a hybrid, um, just a hybrid, but six eight, knows how to move with the ball, mm-hmm. great vision, decent jumper already. Could be a little better, but it's already decent for his height. Um, facilitates very well, especially with the Oklahoma State team that wasn't as skilled, but still made them very, very, very competitive against teams mm-hmm. like Baylor and Oklahoma. And even I think they played Alabama. I'm not sure. But against good teams, they made he made sure they were competitive. Mm-hmm. The only thing I, mean, I don't like about him, and this is very picky, nitpicky of me sometimes, you know, but it's like at sometimes at Oklahoma State, he would complain too much to the refs. Or, like, kind of, like, be a sore loser. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing I don't like about him. But his game in general is decent. I feel like and players learn that nowadays, just, just growing up in AAU. Yeah, which I'm not a fan of, and that's a whole other thing. But I like him a lot. I love him. He's in my love. My yeah, very I mean, first love. And what's not to love? 20.1 points, um, 3.5 six, 6.2 rebounds. He shoots the three at 40%. Mm-hmm. And, and this and, is a big one right here an 84 percent free throw shooter the guy can shoot yeah know? and the um, thing is so i know translate are, well. it should and people are surprised about only three and a half assists but he's a facilitator yeah mm-hmm. oklahoma state missed a lot of the shots that he passed so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, i like I mean, him a lot i love him Love you look him. at NBA draft on net nba comparison they got jason tatum and luka Doncic. so i mean you hit the nail square on the head on that one Wow, they said Luke. Okay, cool. I've heard a lot of Grant Hill. I don't really see a lot of Grant Hill in him, but I like I like the way he plays. He's very- when I first saw him, just the way he uses his body to get jump shots, I really got a little bit of a baby mellow vibe. But I could mm-hmm. also be way off on that myself. I don't know, but I like I love him. Love. Him. I'm not trying to be over here, you know, comparing Deshaun Stevenson to Kobe Bryant or the next Michael no, Jordan. I'm sorry, Michael Jordan, never. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got to the Houston Rockets. If, 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 if all goes uh, correct, you got Jalen Green. Daniel. Love him. Love him. People, some people are probably going to be surprised, but I think his biggest asset is his mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, a kid grew up in Central California. You know, in Central California, you kind of get overlooked. Oh, yeah. And he just has that dog in him, bro. Like, I really do. Like, he has that mindset of – um. I don't want to compare him to this guy, R.I.P. He kind of has like that Kobe mindset. Whoa. He just wants to get better. Whoa. And if you've seen him play, he's super electric. Quick first step, jumps out the gym, and he can shoot actually Mm -hmm. decently too. So I think Houston got a great one. Love this kid. And if his best asset is his mind, sky's the limit. I think he'll be a better Zach Levine. His his three point percentage is a little bit lower than Kate Cunningham, but his two point percentage is 
significantly higher. 17.9 yeah. points. Um, you got 2.8 assists. I don't see his rebounds here. There we go. 4.1. I mean, it's not bad. Who would you compare him to, though, Daniel? We're going to get you, like, uh, uh, like Jalen Rose here so we can look back and be like, damn, he was wrong. Damn. Hey, we should actually put that on our um, on our stories, like kind of like comparisons. That would actually be kind of cool. Um, yeah, Jalen Green, he reminds me of uh, he's very electric. He could jump out the gym. Remind me of like a Zach Levine, but I think oh, he's gonna okay. be better than him. I think he's gonna be Com- way better than him. Comparison here, we got Bradley Beal. I mean, he, uh, I can see that. I could see that. But also remember, I know his three point shot was a little down, but it's also because he was playing in the G League. Yeah, playing against actual NBA talent. Yep. And a further so, in three point line. So that's going, you know going back to that mentality you mentioned. Um, he didn't choose to play in college. He kind of you know a bit of a trailblazer and and and, and took that that road that's kind of brand new and it's so far it's, it's been less traveled. So yeah, we should nothing but the best from there. I like him a lot. I love him. I mean, it got the MB, it got the NCAA to panic enough to where some of these kids can get paid now. Look at that. Yeah. All right. So we'll look at our next guy. Here we got Evan Mobley out of USC, seven footer. Danny. Ah, man, I swear. I feel like since Stanley Johnson fucking tore me up and uh, Lonzo didn't facilitate as he should have, I feel like I'm so hard on my SoCal players now. Um, he's eh to me. Like, okay. He doesn't move the needle. He reminds me a lot. I mean, no disrespect. But he's very, very lanky. Reminds me of how Mo Bamba looked when he was in Texas. Ooh, okay. And I'm not, I'm not. I think he's more skilled than Mo was in Texas. He has a better touch, I, you know. He has a little better touch. He has some vision, you know. But you can't teach the height and the length and the wingspan nope. of this motherfucker, man. Like he has a lot of tools that can be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's a eh. I'm not sure if he can get that much weight in his body. And if he does, will he get hurt? We've seen that a lot with players, mm-hmm. a.k.a. look at Mo Bamba. Um, and just a lot of times. Minutes. Huh? I thought he was just not getting minutes. I didn't even know he was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt a few. Well, he, Orlando, everyone's hurt. Yeah, ain't that the truth. And we've said about the training staff. We have said that. Can someone take a look? But anyways, going back to Evan Mobley. And a lot of times, not a lot, but he was getting pushed around by guards a few times out of USC. Like, he's going to have to need a lot of work. And Mm -hmm. I think where this is, where the league is going and it's been going, um, you need, you just need someone who can handle the rock really well. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's that yet. I, I wish him nothing but the best, just like all these guys, you know. But to me, he's eh. Do you think he can become that? With the right coaching staff, with a lot of patience, yes. Mm-hmm. But you can't teach his fucking length. Jesus nope. Christ. Seven foot, seven foot four wingspan. I mean. What's his standing reach? Does it say standing reach? Uh, I can find that. And honestly, mm-hmm. I don't even know who I can compare Evan Mobley to. I don't see a standing reach here. Uh-huh. Like, off the top. Uh-huh. But 
comparisons here, names I see. Hold on, hold on, he, hold on, hold on. Before yes. that, I'm just gonna guess. Uh, maybe, maybe a Tyson Chandler. Is Tyson Chandler on there? No. Or what are some of the names? The names I see here for player comparison are Paul Gasol and Chris Bosh. He doesn't shoot like that's like. Remember last year or two years ago? I forgot Onyeka Kongu. They're comparing him to Chris Bosh, but fucker can't yeah. shoot. Love Onyeka nope. Kongu, and he still didn't that, shoot for Atlanta in the playoffs. Exactly, like oh that that was dumb. That's dumb. That's a dumb one. Sorry. But under under weaknesses, it does say that he looks like AD 2.0 at times. I don't know if that's a comparison to AD or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, like, very high ceiling. But, look, AD, AD couldn't win by himself. He had to go somewhere. But that's yep. neither here nor there. Let's go to the next guy. <laughs> so, Drew. <laughs> um, so, we got the next guy. We got Jalen Thugs out of Gonzaga, point guard. I like this kid, man. I like this kid. I remember seeing this kid in high school. Uh, his high school, many haha, played against Sierra Canyon. They beat Sierra Canyon. Honestly, he was the best player on that court. Obviously, he's the reason why from that court, he's the one that's in the lottery and everyone else is in the second round. Um, kid, Kids got heart. Kids got heart. Multi-sport athlete. Was a four-star quarterback. Um, He does a lot of things right. You know, I heard someone compare him to Chauncey Billups, and I can kind of see that. Um, his his vision is good. He can get to the basket. Strong guard. Very good defensively. Um, just needs to work on his ability to make a shot off the dribble. You know, he needs a little more okay. wiggle. But I really like this kid. That This is a winning point guard. Oh, okay. I like him a lot. Would you compare him to anybody specifically? I hear a lot of Chauncey Billups. I can see that. Uh, in today's game, I'm trying to think of a decent point guard like that. Um, shit, I can't right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't. Oh yeah, no but worries. I, I, mean, I really I like him. I don't want to get. I don't want to look like Jalen Rose either. Fucking saying Sasha Vujicic looks like Kobe Bryant or some shit. Hey man, you already compared Jalen Green to Kobe, so it's all good, dude. Don't worry about it. No, his mindset. I said mindset. Yeah, he'll probably go to a bar, order a martini with 81 olives. Don't worry, dude. You it is. I like it. But you I know. really do like Jalen Suggs. I want to say that. Alright. And I believe he was in the national championship game this last year, wasn't he? Yeah. He Blue lost Gonzaga. to Baylor. That's right. Baylor won, huh? That's crazy. Alright. Next up, we got Scotty Barnes. <sighs> this one was really close to hate. Oh, but wow. it's okay. Very close to hate, but it was a eh. Um, I don't know why he's up this high, honestly. That might he be the measurements. Maybe be, maybe be late lottery. He reminds me of like a Draymond Green, but early on. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. he's good on defense, help side defense. Um, but you're not getting much offensively, man. And what do you need to succeed, George? Offense. Especially in, offense. in Orlando. Yeah. So like hold on one second. Let me see. Yeah, like he's he's a really bigger, faster, stronger version of Draymond Green. Team defense is good. One-on-one defense is actually really good. And um, 
he knows how to use his big body on the offensive end because he is a strong kid. Mm-hmm. But um, he needs to develop a shot, man. He needs to develop a shot. And if I'm drafting him, know that he's not your number one option. He's not at all. Yo. So for a top four, I'm like, eh. And guess where he's projected to go? Orlando. Orlando. Uh, Orlando. Orlando just needs to do a home run. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about the next guy. Let's talk about the next guy. (laughs) The next guy we got, James Booknight, 6'5", 190 pounds, shooting guard out of UConn. If I'm Orlando, I know you drafted a lot of guards. But sadly, they're always fucking injured. If I'm they Orlando, they drafted a lot of bigs too. <laughs> they drafted a lot of bigs too. If I'm Orlando, and if I'm Oklahoma, James Boatnight is the guy I want. I love him. I don't know why he has not gotten the recognition he deserves. This this dude can flat out shoot. This dude can flat out score. Gets you buckets. I don't know why he's being so slept. On. I love this kid. Seeing the video um, at, at your recommendation, I love it. Just to play a little bit of devil's advocate, I can give you three reasons why some teams might be looking o- looking him over. Okay, talk to me. The most logical one, 190. You might have to put on a little bit of weight. Um, okay. The next one, UConn hasn't been as good of a program as it was in years past. So maybe national you know, recognition is not there because of that. Um, okay. Lastly, you know, everyone wants to get these one-and-done freshmen, dude, and he's a sophomore. Unfortunately, as, as much as I, I hate to see that happen, um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's part of it. I think it's just the mindset now where it's like, if it's not a freshman, it's like, oh, my God, like, they're, they're 20, they're old. Like, uh-huh. no, you can probably okay. get a better quality player if you let them play a year or two in college. Mm-hmm. I would say this, and you know what? Maybe going to UConn wasn't the right thing because – I agree with you on that. They haven't done shit. And that's probably why he kept on getting double teamed and sometimes triple teamed. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. had really no one to pass to. But I think if you put him in the NBA system, he will thrive. I just I have a great feeling about this kid. This kid, you said he's 190. At least he's like 6'5. What was Trey Young? Do you remember how, how much he weighed coming in? Damn, dude. Probably like, I don't know. Somewhere along those lines, right? Yeah. 180, maybe 170. A lot shorter, I get, though. I get a lot of, and I might be wrong about this. I get a lot of Trey Young vibes from him, man. But, you know, yeah. but with more bounce yeah. and obviously taller. I really love this kid. This kid is my guy. This is, I, I would love him on. Any fucking team. Orlando, I know you just drafted fucking Cole Anthony. You got Markel. You fucking got RJ Hampton. I forgot you who you drafted last year. Who did they draft? Oh, Cole Anthony. Like, you don't want him no. hurt, like, man. All, two of the three of those guys are hurt. Injury prone. Yeah, but you don't oh, want that is true. getting hurt. No. So, you can go so, else. Go, so go to Oklahoma, please. Him no. with Jay? Oh, my God. If Shay's still there, but I just. You said something yesterday. Uh-huh. And I was just like, no, it has to happen. Let's just hope people continue sleeping on him, and he falls to tenth and goes to Memphis. Oh man! If, if he if he somehow goes to Memphis with the tenth pick, I swear to God, I'm 
I'm buying a John Morant jersey. I'm buying a Memphis shirt, Team Memphis all the way. Because this kid, I love this kid. And I feel like he did – how many assists did he average? Uh, let me see if I can pull it up for some reason. Okay. I don't know if it's NBA draft.net or server's not working right now. So let me yeah, go ahead. Of course and, not. Uh, I'll look them but, up. <laughs> but the reason why – it's just – I just see a lot. I just see a lot of potential in him. No, so. and, and like um, he passes what you call the eye test. Like you see it and you're just like, wait, this this kid can ball. This kid yeah. can ball. He only averaged an assist, but 18.7 points, 5.7 rebounds, 44 uh, field goal percentage. I mean, he can ball. It's just... He can ball, man. So, and... all right, let's go with the next one. Right. I just realized we're like 52 minutes in. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right. And we're barely at pick seven. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, next one you got is Jonathan Kuminga, 6'7", Kuminga. 220, small forward, power forward, out of the G League. This kid gives me a lot of uh, OG Anubi, Anobi vibes from oh, okay. Decent okay. size, decent length, um, decent shooter. Defense is going to be his thing. A lot to like. A lot to like about this kid, you know. Obviously, I said I like him, so I maybe, wouldn't be surprised if he's in the league for like fifteen plus years. Maybe a Draymond replacement. I mean, the nah, number, the, the, the the physical I, makeup looks similar. What is this seventh pick? If I'm no, the Warriors, six. six? Oh, okay. No, I'm no, no say, seventh pick. It is a seventh yeah. pick, but I was saying his makeup at six seven two twenty. Uh, I I like him more as a three. Then as okay. a power forward, I think okay. he'll succeed more in the threes. I like him. I like him. All right. Next up, Mark Orlando. Okay. Orlando's supposed to take number eight, and they're looking at Franz Wagner, 6'9, 220 out of Michigan. Um, <laughs> I, I see what you have written for him. I'm just like, fucking Orlando. This is this is this is an Orlando pick. Let me tell you, uh, I hate him. Um, I don't know if it's the last name that gives me just, uh, but um, just no, like in yes, relation he, to Mo Wagner, I think so. Okay, because I'm saying Michigan. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of his man. Like a a great college player, um. But no, I don't like him at all. Great college players do not make great NBA players. You can just oh. look at. Uh, oh, I said this. I totally forgot. He reminds me of Tyler Hansborough, but with a shot. Yo, you you, you said Tyler Hansborough. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Again, with a shot. Great college basketball player. Great college basketball player. Great. So he's in that Christian Leitner, Tyler Hansborough category. For me, yes. If yeah. he does well, I'll be happy for him. Okay, awesome, awesome. I'm gonna try Next to up. try yeah, to hurry it. this up. Sorry, yeah. no, go ahead. Next up, we got Moses Moody, six six two ten shooting guard out of Arkansas, freshman. Um, he's eh to me. He's eh. okay. Um, hold on, I'm trying to look at my notes right now. Projected to go to Sacramento. Um. He's a shooter. I mean, he's a shooter, long distance, mid range. He's making it. He's a lot of like, he's a ball stopper, not really a facilitator. Athleticism is eh. Defensive is eh. 
Eh. Eh. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. At number 10, which was supposed to be a New Orleans pick, but now it's going to Memphis, we got Josh Giddy. I hope I pronounced his name right. 6'8", 205, point guard, Australia. That is a big point guard. Yeah, wide boy, wide boy. Um, great length, man. 6'8", for, uh, like you said, definitely a decent passer. He's very selfless with the ball, and that is something I think they really need. Uh, he makes the right pass. He hustles. <laughs> Uh, weaknesses, uh, I don't know how he'll do with NBA athletes. I know I've said okay. that about Luca, but their body frames are completely different. His shot is weird, but it goes in. I'm not sure if that shot will translate to the NBA. I like him. I don't like him for Memphis, though. Okay. And especially like when it comes to shot mechanics, you can have some weird shot mechanics like uh, Halliburton. It works. Uh, yeah. For Lonzo, it's trying to work. And then you got the outliers like Michael Kidd Gilchrist where it's like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it works out for him at 6'8", 205. Just the last Australian point guard I saw come out that I felt kind of hyped about because I thought he could have been a Laker was uh, Dante Exum. Dante Exum. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we, we all saw how that worked out. Um, I think this kid is more of a project for me. Like give him two years okay. of you know building talent, then I think we can see G something. League maybe. Yeah, but not right this moment. I hope I'm wrong. If he kills it, good for him. Yeah, but I don't see that right. Makes now. you wonder if there might be something better available at ten for Memphis. Mm-hmm. All right, at eleventh, we got Jalen Johnson, six nine, two ten, small forward, power forward out of Duke, freshman. Uh, I hate him. I'm not a fan of him. Uh, he plays like a very, very small version of Giannis. Oh. And, um, yeah, if you're, if you're not Giannis and you're not literally a good freak, yeah, yeah, with long-ass arms, it's not going to work. Um, and also, I don't know why he left Duke randomly. He left Duke for no reason. During the year. He said, yeah, during the year. He said oh. he was going to work on his uh, his draft um just getting ready for the combine. To me, that's kind of a red flag, honestly. Yeah. You kind of leave Duke. You not it's not just a regular college. This is Coach K. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna try to be I'm gonna try to be Yeah, like he's he's pretty athletic, alley oop threat. Uh I didn't see him really shake with the ball. Um he just needs to get better fundamentally. Okay. Athleticism is there. He's not a freak athlete, but I was like, he can dunk. Yeah, <laughs> six nine. It shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, but um, you know, he needs to work on just his whole game. Okay. So okay. Hate. Next up, at twelve. We got Kai Jones, six eleven, two twenty, center out of Texas, and he's a sophomore. I like him. I like him. I l- would love for him to go to Charlotte. With him and LaBella with those alley-oop passes, whoo, this this kid is a high-motor player from Tennessee. Or Texas, okay. sorry. Texas. Texas. Yes. Texas. High-motor, athletic as fuck, blocks the shots, defensively sound. He needs to work on his offensive game, that's for sure. But there's a lot to like on his defense. And I think you have him with a LaMelo a Trey Young, someone who can facilitate really well, 
this is your guy. And what he if already Sean had, brings in Alonzo? That would be nice. But I, I like Kai Jones. I like Kai Jones. Okay. Well, we got 13. Donovan, sorry. Davion Mitchell, 6'1". 200 pounds, point guard out of Baylor. What do you think I'm going to say? I'm going to see if you know me well. Do you know who he is or no? I don't, but at 6'1", I'm going to say that you're a huge fan of this guy. Especially since he's a point guard. And he's an upperclassman junior. Oh, yeah, dude. You're going to love this guy. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I love this guy. (laughs) Dude, no. No, but on the real, on the real, on the real, I really like this guy. This guy in Baylor was Mr. Do-It-All. He would defend your best player. He will break his ankles. He will shoot the jumper. He'll hit the floater. He'll make the assist. Like, this guy is a bona fide winner. He has the talent. He has the aggression. He reminds me a lot of Marcus Smart on the defensive end. Oh, wow. Okay. But with an offense. And he can kind of get his own shot. There's a lot to like about this kid. And also, go ahead. Sorry, I mean, interrupt, but Marcus Smart is bigger than 6'1. He's, yeah, but he plays, he's one of those guys. He's kind of like me. You play taller than you actually are. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. No, but he's, he's quick on the defensive end and he's built, bro. Like he's, he's strong. Yeah. He's kind of built like a football player. Shoot, so 200 I, pounds and six one. That's a big dude. Yeah, I really like him a lot. I love him. He's in my love category. He's already 22 years old, so that might make some teams shy away a little bit. But it looks like NBA Draft.net's back up. And the NBA comparison, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, Ty Lawson. Mm, I don't agree with that one. You know, okay. Wait, who did they uh, compare Josh Giddy to? Oh, let me look that up. See, hopefully, if uh, if it still works, I can definitely yeah. look at Josh Giddy. Here we go, Josh Giddy. And he looked like Logic, dude. Okay, um, Joe Ingles. I mean, just because they're Australian and white, that's, I... that's what I'm getting at. Okay. I'm like, okay, Australian dude, we're gonna call you Joe Ingles. Who did they compare? Okay, so you're you're gonna help me go from Franz Wagner, Moses Moody, and Jalen Johnson, and Kai Jones. Because oh, I think those you are the ones that we didn't have. Franz Wagner, dude. Comparison, dude. Mo Wagner. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh yeah, dude. He's definitely related to Mo Wagner. No doubt. Mm. Comparison. Nemanja Bielitsa. Bielitsa. I, I could see that. I could see that a little bit. Okay. What about Moody? Moody, Moody, Moody. Moses Moody. And he is projected. I mean, sorry, he's compared to Glenn Rice and Robert Covington. Mm. Okay, Jalen Johnson and Kai Jones. Jalen Johnson. Oh, this is the guy that's like really athletic, huh? Yeah. Giannis, attend- I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, um, NBA comparison: Stephen Jackson and TJ Warren. Okay. Not very athletic guys. Yeah. Okay. So what about Kai Jones? Kai Jones, we got the big out of Texas. 
Let's see here. Comparison, Jackson Hayes and Jaron Jackson Jr. He's a little mix. I mean, they all went to Texas. Yeah. I mean, no, not Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson went to Michigan State. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's go. The last one. You did one say I that think? he needed work. I'm sorry. You did say that um, Kai Jones needed work, like, on offense. I'm assuming uh-huh. they got Jaron Jackson there, like, as a as a low ceiling if he develops an offensive game. But you I, said he's a big guy, high motor. That's definitely a Jackson Hayes type. Exactly. So, okay, and then who's the last one? The last guy that we have on here at pick 14 so far is Trey Murphy, 6'9", 205, small forward, power forward out of Virginia, and he is a junior. You know what's crazy is, and I'm going to bring up one more, but this guy, Trey Murphy, when I was doing this, he was ranked 23rd. Oh, so he's rising up the board. So now he's rising up the boards. And obviously, he was one of my sleepers. Oh, so right on. Okay. I like I like this kid a lot. He's a he's a tweener, 3-4 tweener. But what I like is, you know what I like. I like hustle and I like skill. And this kid mm-hmm. has both of them. He can also shoot from the outside, which causes, like, obviously stretches out the floor. Yes. Um, Fuck, who would I compare him to? Every he's pretty athletic. Dennis Rodman type. He's pretty athletic. Not crazy athletic, but he's pretty athletic. He needs to bulk up, but I really like this kid. I like him a lot. So he's in my like category. Um, fuck, who can I compare him to? Decent shooter. Hustles. I don't know who to compare him to. I mean, they, they got two names here. I don't know okay. if I'm going to run them by you. Yeah, run them by me. Robert Covington is one. I could see that. And the other one is probably, you know, one of the most winningest guys in NBA history, uh, James Jones. <laughs> I could see more Covington because he's better on the defense. And... Shout out to James Jones, though. Shout out to him, bro. But, yeah, but there's another guy that's been coming up on my draft, on draft boards, and some people have him in the lottery, too. This kid named uh, Chris Duarte, man. So I'm a I'm gonna talk to him. I'm gonna talk about him. Yeah, go uh, for it. I really like this guy. The only thing is, he's like 24 already. Yeah, but I really like this guy. He really goes after it on both ends of the court. He has quick hands on the defensive end. Gets a lot of steals. He runs the floor with everyone. Decent jumper and a decent jump shot. Out I of just the Dominican he was, Republic. You gotta yeah. love to see that international stuff, man. Gotta Same. love that. I just wish he was two inches taller. If he was six eight, oh my god! But six six, decent guy, decent and two guy. Two years younger as well would yeah. make a difference for scouts. Exactly, exactly. So uh, yeah, man, that's the lottery, and uh, you know the oh. moment we've all been waiting for. Do you have a question? Sorry, Chris Duarte. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris. Well, he's Dominican, so Chris Duarte. Serious question about his NBA comparison. John Starks, because I just saw that. Thoughts? That's interesting. I mean, he's taller than John Starks, but yes. I can see it. Like, you know, they go after it. I don't know who I would compare him to, though. I'm really trying to think. I just saw the name, and I was like, I gotta get Dan's opinion on that. I don't know. I mean, I can kind of see it, but then kind of not. Okay. But, alright, man. Sleeper picks. Sleeper picks. Let's talk about it. I think I have eight or nine. Oh, let's go. So let's get to it. All right. First one. He's getting a lot of hype. 
His name is Nashawn Highland, aka I guess Bones. He goes by Bones Highland. Okay. Uh, very lengthy sh- uh, shooting guard, uh, point guard. Just he's a decent shooter. You like his? Uh, hold on, Nashawn. He's six three, one seventy five. Uh, the only thing about it is if his shot doesn't go in, what else can he do? Um, cause he really can't pass his defenders. He's more of a spot up guy. Yeah. It's more of a spot up guy. He doesn't really facilitate, but a lot of people like him. So I would say he's one of my sleepers. NBA comparison right now. They got him uh, compared to Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> no. Don't disrespect Jordan Clarkson like that. He he reminds me of a lot of Emmanuel quickly. Okay, but it's not bad company. Shooter and Emmanuel quickly was a better at getting to the rim. Oh God, don't say that name right now, dude. Don't Who? say Dennis Schroeder. No. So that's mine. Okay, so another one, another guy I like. His name I liked a lot of Alabama guys, which was kind of weird. Another guy I liked was Joshua Primo, 6'6", 190. Oh, they got him listed here on NBA Draft at 6'5", 190. Oh, weird. 25th overall to the Clippers. Hey. He gives me a lot of USC Nick Young vibes. Professional scorer. He scores inside and out. He really knows how to use his body at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And I think with the right team, he can be something. He can be really something. NBA comparison. Uh, a guy that we were that we're very high on, Gary Trent Jr. I can see that too. Right so on. that's one. Another one uh, who actually won a championship in Baylor, named Jared Butler, six three one ninety, Jr. He gives me a lot of DeAnthony Melton vibes. Oh, a lot of point guards, Daniel. You know me. You know me. <laughs> Off-ball guard in the league, has decent vision. He can shoot. He can defend. He can get to the basket if needed. Very, very good player. The NBA comparison here for him is a now NBA champion, Bryn Forbes. Hey, I I could see that. I could see that. My next one. This guy is probably my number one. Uh, Number one. Guy, I really like this guy a lot. I think he's going to be a steal wherever he goes. Game name is Greg Brown, 6'9", 205 from Texas. He's very okay. athletic. Athletic and aggressive. Those are two things I love in a draft prospect. He'll be a decent role player for a championship team. He defends pretty good. He even protects the rim. He's really looking to dunk on everyone, too. Like It's kind of okay. crazy. I like him as a three. Whoever gets him will be a steal. The only weakness is I need to know if the jumper is real. If the jumper is real, watch out. He will be something to, like someone not to mess with. You know, it's 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 funny you say that because the minute you said that he's looking to dunk on people, I was like, wait, this NBA comparison doesn't make sense to me. Now that you uh-huh. say that as long as that jump shot transitions, this comparison makes a little bit more sense to me, and he's compared to Matt Barnes. I'm assuming he'll be a Matt Barnes type guy if the jump shot comes with him, correct? I guess I think he could be better than Matt Barnes. Okay, but that's me. I was I've been wrong before. 
I, I really like this kid. What was that one small point guard that got to uh, Cleveland? Oh, Yogi Ferrell? Was it? Yo- no, it wasn't Yogi Ferrell. It was no. uh, fucking, uh, he, he was went also to the University small, small of Oakland. Guy. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Kay Felder. There Kay Felder, Kay yes. Felder. <laughs> I've been wrong. I've been right. We've, I for, we forgot to say our, like, intros to all these guys. All right. It's okay. Right. Our, our past sleepers and bus sleepers. But it's okay. Next one I like. This guy named Isaiah Jackson from Kentucky. Freshman 6'10". Um, at times, Isaiah Jackson looked like the best player on the court. He's such a high-motor guy. Defensive sound. He can legit guard one through five. Protect the paint, and he can really defend your point guard. A lot of a lot of winning teams will want him. He does a lot of dirty work. Yeah, what does it say there? Comparison? Uh-huh. Nicholas Claxton. Nick Claxton, I can see that. I can see extremely that. athletic, agile big man that can impact the game without scoring and has a lot of physical gifts. Everything I just said. Yep. <laughs> All right. Next one. I I have a lot of centers too, so I hope you're ready. This I'm kid ready. just flat out fucking he's a bigger kid. Uh, I mean older kid. He's a senior. Jericho Sims, 6'10, 245 senior out of Texas. This fucker is defensively sound. He he's only 6'10, but he plays like he's like 7'1, 7'2. He's very bulky, but can fucking jump. Extremely well perimeter defense. He can also protect the play. See him. I see him as a defensive stopper. Offense is not there at all. So if you're picking him, don't don't think you're gonna get an offensive game out of him. He reminds me if he keeps a high motor, he reminds me of this is a Hall of Famer, and I don't want to do that to the kid. I'm just saying there's a lot of similarities, and you already brought up his name. I can see, like, a Dennis Rodman in him. Oh, wow. If, okay. If he, if he, like, legit zones in on just doing what he's good at. The dirty work. Rebound. Play defense. Yes. yes. Do if do. he zones in, if he doesn't try to do, like, oh, I'm going to be fucking Dirk Nowitzki. If he just... If he just does that, he's going to be fine. He's going to play in the league for a very long time. I just saw something that really caught my eye. At 6'10", 250, he got a 44-and-a-half-inch vert. Max vert. Bro, I got to send you a video of him doing a two-hand dunk and his fucking – I think he cut his lip on the rim or something. Oh, my goodness. Like, this dude – like, look it up later. Yeah, like but the comparison for him is Jordan Bell. I mean, if you say he has no offense, I get that, but I mean, I think he, I think he could be better than Jordan Bell. Oh yeah, I, and and Jordan Bell was one of my sleepers, and he's a two-time champion. So shout out to Jordan Bell. A lot of Bell. guys won A lot of guys won championships with those Bulls teams, Warriors teams, and the Lakers teams. Slava Medvedenko, I think for sure he's a three-time NBA champion. Look at that, Slava. Good old Slava bag. So here's my next one from Alabama, Herbert Jones, man. Herbert Jones, he kind of – I know I've said this before. Like the first wing, man. <laughs> but he's a – he he does everything. He's a more offensive sound like Draymond Green type. I know I keep on saying Draymond Green. Yeah. That's like the first person I think of when I see his type of player. Um, He did everything and anything for Alabama. Uh, he defended, he blocked, he hit threes, he dunked on people, he protected the rim. 
just there's a lot to like. He's a ball player. Like he's a hooper. Like you want him on your team. Yeah. He just knows how to play. He knows how to fit in roles, especially with his his height and his weight. There's a lot to like. Definitely not a big um uh like a top player because I mean there's nothing there's nothing written for him. There's no comparison. It's just all NA. So definitely yeah. the true definition of a sleeper here. Literally, there's nothing true. written for him. True Maybe. definition. I really like him. Next one, it also played at Alabama. He's a senior. His name is John Petty. Shooter, 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 shooter. What is the NBA all about right now? Shooting. That's what he does. And also, he has a little bit of athleticism, too. There's a few times where Alabama had some uh, screen plays, and he was able to do some alley dunks. Mm -hmm. The way he moves, the way he moves, I'm not saying he's going to be this guy. I'm not saying he's going to be this guy at all. So please, please, I'm not saying this. The way he moves, (laughs) big disclaimer, the way he moves without the ball and how he goes off screens reminds me a lot of Clay Thompson. Wow. He's he's a professional shooter. You know, just I'm not sure how defensively he is, but I would put him up in my G League, have him as a flyer. Why not? Okay. NBA comparison here is Damian Lee. Damian Lee. Interesting. Okay. And my last one. My last one. What kind of guards do I like, George? Small guards. Preferably <laughs> under six foot. Okay. So this one, <laughs> he's he's a little taller. He's 6'2". 6'2", 200 pounds from West Virginia. Sophomore, Miles McBride. His handles alone will get him in the league. The way he creates for himself is amazing. What I love about him is his hustle. Talent plus hustle equals great player. A lot to like with this kid. Also, he plays defense. Okay. The weakness, his shot is pretty inconsistent. But if he if his shot is legit, this man's a hooper. I think he can play for any team. Okay. That was my last one. And his NBA comparison is another guy that you like. Derek White. Derek White. I did like him a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. So, talking about that, you know, those that's it for my sleeper picks. Uh, some sleeper picks that we've had in the past. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. We had Mitchell Robinson. Kyle Kuzma. We had Jordan Bell. Jordan Clarkson. Um, what are some other ones? 2018, you hit it right out the park. I'm trying to think of Jalen Brunson. Probably that was um, a big one. De'Anthony Melton. Uh, what other ones? I'm trying to think Play for 2019. Oh, 2019, we also had Cam Johnson. Oh, <laughs> Anthony Ernie. We had Cam Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know you said John Morant, because John Morant was getting legit no love at all. Nope, because everyone was just, at Zion, at Zion, at Zion. Well, let's see what Memphis does this year, and let's see what the Pelicans do, and let's see who the right pick was. Exactly. So, um, Cam Johnson, we had Bobo. Um, 2020, we had Precious Achua, Malachi Flynn. Um, Who, by the way, absolutely stuffed KD at the Olympics. He did. Disgusting. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that you had, too. I'm, I'm really trying to think, but I can't. We got, a, we got a quick rumor here. What's up? The New York Knicks are eyeing DeRozan and Dinwiddie. DeRozan ain't going to New York. That is all. <laughs> that is all. 
So Dinwiddie would. He, he, he would do something for the money. But, yeah, so, like, for some of these, we've hit. And some of these, we've failed to. But we also like to do that, you know. We don't just stick to top five, top ten players. Like, we go through everything. It's really hard, man. Because some mm-hmm. of these guys you like, and then they just never get a chance. They either don't get a chance, or sometimes just they're just at the, in the right system in college. And a, a guy that always comes to mind who just really built up his his draft stock and just really fell flat. It's it's uh, I believe it was Tyrus Thomas. I know uh-huh. he. I I feel like I always bring him up every draft. It's like he dominated in the NCAA tournament. Chicago liked him enough to trade uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, I believe. Yeah, for uh, Tyrus Thomas, and well, Tyrus Thomas had a nice run with those early Derrick Rose Bulls teams. Uh-huh. He was never the big impact player they thought he was going to be, or that yeah. you thought he was going to be, just by seeing what he did in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and and someone that was in the same same position, like maybe two three years ago, I think it was 2019 draft, maybe was uh, Jared Culver. He took Texas Tech to the finals. Yeah, um, you know, He's got still drafted, in Minnesota, right? Got drafted by Phoenix, then traded to Minnesota yeah. uh, for Cam Johnson. And now Jerry Culver, Minnesota's looking for a second-round pick for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of crazy. You know, we've been successful here. We have – we definitely have some – we definitely have hit on a lot of guys. Yes. I would like to say that. Compared to some other people I've heard, we've actually hit. 2-2. Two, two. Um, but 2-2. Two, two. But we missed go. on a few, but I mean, it is what it is. It's not. It's not like we're fucking coaching them or training them, no. or we know a lot of their background. We're getting paid to evaluate their talent. <laughs> yeah, if I was getting paid to evaluate the talent, oh my god, it would be different. But um, I want to bring up some other prospects. Not saying in a bad way, not saying in a good way, but it's kind of crazy how for some players they could be like number one player in their in their high school class, but then not even look at getting drafted. Like, look at Trayvon Duvall. He was a top five, I think, uh, in his class, and he didn't get drafted at all. And oh, for wow. this year, we have a lot of guys like that. It's kind of crazy. Um, well, they, they'll get drafted, but, like, they won't be drafted as they thought they would be. Like, in that's, And that's why there's no need to rank these high school kids, in my opinion. No. And so the first one that comes to mind to me is uh, this guy named Kyrie Walker. At one point, he was like the number one player in the class of 2019. And then um, he had a lot of, I think um, he had a lot of family issues. He transferred a lot to different schools. And then. uh, And I'm hearing that name right now for the first time. So. Yeah. And like he, he was a class of 2019 or 18, but then he reclassified. And like the last, the this year and last year, like he's just been working on his game. And at one point, like people were looking at him as the next big thing. So I just want to say, like, that's kind of crazy. That's one player to see what happens to him mm-hmm. during the draft. You know, he's not on draft boards at all. So we'll see. A next but he's guy. He's available in this draft, correct? Yeah, he's available in this draft. Another guy I want to look at is uh, Joshua Christopher. I have a lot of guys that played in LA here because I'm interested. Joshua mm-hmm. Christopher at um, fuck, where did he go? High school in Maywood. I forgot. I forgot what high school he went to, but he was a number eleven player in the nation. He got a ton of followers. This guy can play. I really like his game. But then he went to ASU and didn't 
really the system wasn't for him. Yep. And I bring him up because if it was if there was no one and done, he probably would have been in the lottery. Mm. Um, but this kid is a decent player, and I mean, I would love for him to come to the Lakers or the and that, Clippers. And that's what the hard part of, of about this game and evaluating talent is that so many things have to go right just to make it. Yeah. But you know, the littlest thing or going wrong could really derail you if your headspace isn't isn't right in the right place, and if you don't have the support system in place as well. Exactly. So I mean, physically, at least. least with him, he he actually has like a solid foundation, family foundation. He has so, a great personality. Because um, Billy Preston comes to mind too right now, as far as oh a guy who gosh. had a lot of hype and just yeah, uh, yeah. Next one is uh, I bring him up because he had some NCAA allegations, but that's Sharif Cooper. Uh, mm. Went to Auburn. He's very fast guard, but the thing is, he can't shoot. I don't know if you know who this basketball player is, but he reminds me a lot of Sebastian Telfair. Early 2000s, um, just straight menace with the ball, man. Like, just great passer. He was a great... for a while, wasn't he? Yep. During the Elton Brand times, right? Uh, Elton no, Brand, Corey Andre Jordan, Blake Griffin. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. But right. he's like a very quick guard. He just can't shoot. And I'm interested to see what happens to him. Is, is he the one where, I mean, and I don't mean to make light of anything that happened, but is he the one where someone was, was murdered with a similar name and everyone assumed it was him? I think so, actually. Okay. Yeah, and he had to, like, come out in public and say, hey, that's not me. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And also uh, two other guys who were in the G League, uh, Isaiah Todd and Deshaun Nix. Um, Deshaun Nix had a full scholarship to UCLA. Um but he decided to go to the G League, and let's see what the G League does with guys who aren't lottery or, like, skill-bound players, I guess. I don't know how to say How that. highly touted was LiAngelo? By the way, congratulations to LiAngelo on getting a contract with the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Nice. Thank his little brother. Yeah. Uh, um. Wait, what were you saying? Um, how, how, like, how, how highly touted was LiAngelo coming out of high school? None. Okay. I think these guys were better than him. I just don't like, know. They were rated higher. I was just trying to figure out he, he fell into that category too because I know those those, those, those those Chino Hill squads, you know, had a lot of hype. Granted, it was warranted, but the, there was a lot of uh, national attention on them. Yeah. So I'm just curious where he fell in this discussion. Ah, uh, no. These guys are better, I think. Like Deshaun Nix, he, I think he, he's like more of like a two two-year college player, okay. maybe three. Isaiah Todd, he's a project. He's very project. If, honestly, if he gets drafted, he's going to go right back to the G League where he was. And yet, Leangelo got the contract. See? It's not what you know, but it's who you <laughs> it's know. Who you know. <laughs> so, an- another two guys I'm looking at is uh, BJ Boston. Uh, he played at Sierra Canyon last year. He transferred from Georgia to play here. He was the number seven player in the nation. Uh, I was a really big fan of his game. I really like he couldn't miss at all here. But the he name sounds Kentucky. familiar. He went to Kentucky and couldn't shoot at all. Mm. Um, I think someone said he probably had one of the worst field goal percentages in Kentucky history, basketball history. Mm. And he just could not do it. So he's the numbers. I'm I'm shocked that he came out to the draft. Um, Is he even listed on the draft board? 
I think so. He's like second round. But like he was the number Name seven player team? in the nation. BJ Boston or Brandon Boston. I don't see it. Oh, there he is. No, that's Jason Preston. Yeah, I don't even think he's on here, man. Oh, BJ Just, Boston. Here he is. Yeah. 33rd overall pick. Yeah. So like um is in I'm interested to see what happens. I know he came to Sierra Canyon for more um obviously Bronny was coming, so you know you're gonna get more recognition. And he did get yeah. it, but he didn't He's do got anything. The big young comparison. I could see that too for him, but question: Was he in that documentary with Amazon Prime? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm like the name sounds so familiar. Yeah, okay. he was in there. And then solid, the last, solid, the solid last documentary or the last, the last one I'm gonna bring up is uh, Scotty Lewis. Graduated in 2009, he was the number 10 player in the nation. I really thought he was a one-and-done player. I really liked his game. I really liked his attitude. But um, he went to Florida, and he didn't really do anything there. And I don't even think he's on the draft boards for some people. So, But you said he graduated in 2009, right? 19. Sorry, 19. Oh, 19. That's why like, I was looking for his name, and I was like, wait, you said 2009? I was like, nope. That's not going to be no, 2019. He was the number 10 player in the nation. And I'm interested to see what happens. And honestly, BJ Boss and Scotty Lewis are um, are clutch guys. So it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see they work their magic. And now, and yeah, man, honestly, a lot of clutch guys are like, I don't know, clutch didn't get a lot of good players this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I feel like they never get like actually drafted players. I feel like they get them once they're done. Mm-hmm. Or like once they're known, <laughs> I just I just want to I, I just want to throw this out there, BJ Boston. Um, can you guess? He's predicted to go thirty third. Can you guess what team he's predicted to go to? We've been like ripping them hard this entire time. Orlando. Yep. <laughs> yeah, his his. If he goes to Orlando, he's just yeah. I don't know. I'm I was a I'm a. I still have hope for BJ. I just okay. don't know. Just. I saw him a lot in Kentucky. He didn't look ready at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you know me. I like John Calipari. Yeah, right now, you know, um, Orlando has a draft class of uh, BJ Boston, Franz Wagner, and Scotty Barnes. According I feel to like this, I feel like I've been uh, kind of low on most of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only yeah, in Orlando. But, only in Orlando, hour and a half. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, George, you it's got anything like else to morning, say? <laughs> it is. Shit, you got anything to say? Uh, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I think we All got. Right. I think we got everything. I think we got everything too, man. But all right, y'all. Well, uh, George and I will see when we can. We can do uh. You can run it draft back winners again. and losers. Definitely. And, yeah, we'll see you guys later. All right. All right, then, bro. Take it easy. Take it easy.